listening to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the kinetic and potential energy in classrooms across the globe and why it matters. We're heard nationally wherever fine podcasts are available and weekly on the radio at Charleston, South Carolina's 1250 WTMA Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock from right here at our home base in Charleston, South Carolina. Robin, you have a a little push we want to get out to our audience friends. Absolutely. If you love this show and other shows, please share the podcast, leave a review and a rating. It helps us grow and impact more students. And also post about our show on your Instagram and tag me, Robin Berlinski. It would really help and I would be so grateful. Great advice. All right, let's not waste a minute. We have a great guest today. His name is Terry Wilfong. Let me read his bio. Terry Wilfong is the founder and president of the College Options Foundation. He's a retired U.S. Army officer and has dedicated his life to improving the lives of American youth and their families through education. Mr. Wilfong is one of the nation's top experts on admissions and financing college. He has produced creative college success, internet-based software, and testing materials for students and school systems worldwide. Wow. Terry, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I know that um, Robin and I had talked a little bit about your background. I'm going to ask you to tell us, uh, getting us up to modern time, you had a very unusual and perhaps wonderful mentorship opportunity, which is how you became successful today. Take us back to the the story that we know so well. (laughs) So, um, don't know that it's that unusual. There was a lot of kids in my situation during that time. Uh, it was about 1974, 75. Um, it was during the era of the end of the Vietnam conflict. The military was having a terrible time um, with reconstituting, thinking about what they're going to be. And one of the senators at that time, Senator Robert McNamara, decided that he would start a program called McNamara's 100,000, which basically meant you're a bad kid. You committed some felony. It didn't involve bodily harm. It didn't involve a weapon. So instead of putting you in jail for 18, 20 months, let's give you a chance to join the military. All kinds of good, bad, or indifferent around whether that's a good idea or not, but that's what it was at the time. So when me and a bunch of wrestling buddies decided uh, we'd break into a 7-Eleven at 2 o'clock in the morning and steal a bunch of Boone's Farm, um, as it turns out, if you're a minor and you steal alcohol, that's a felony. Um, the cops laughed at us because we were so stupid. Um, we saw a judge uh, basically the next morning. Um, all four of us plead no contendi. All four of us walk out into the hall um, and meet with military recruiters. My three friends, who I'm still in contact with, who are still very successful uh, men, um, uh, they all went Air Force. Uh, I talked to the Army guy, and to this day I crack up thinking about that conversation because he said, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, before this, I wanted to be a policeman. And he said, well, we have a thing in the military called military police. And I said, hold it. Let me get this straight. Just got convicted of a felony. You're going to make me a cop in the Army. I'm all in. I stayed uh, 26 years. Uh, the military leadership at the time senior NCOs, junior officers, uh, pushed me into a GED, pushed me into an associate's degree, uh, pushed me into a undergraduate program from the University of Michigan, um, a graduate program from the University of Alabama. I retired as the chief of police for the military district of Washington, D.C. after 25 years 
uh, military police work. So, yeah, it's a different kind of story. Wow. I, I have to jump in because there's something <laughs> I, I know that you, you missed in your story that needs to be told. So, first of all, it's your story's great because you probably can relate to so many people that you're arresting. or And I want to go back to that 7-Eleven story because there's a piece that that you didn't mention, and that's about the car. Where <laughs> Could you just elaborate on that just a little? I think our listeners would enjoy hearing the situation you got yourself into. Oh, or uh, enjoy my embarrassment, one of the two. <laughs> um, so, uh, so as it turns out, everyone knows it when you walk into Sublime, those big double doors that you open up. Those are, you know, let's say that they're five foot wide. As it turns out, our brilliant plan was to drive in the front door at 2 in the morning with my little Volkswagen and and uh, jump out and grab all the stuff and then run back to our camping site and, you know, perfectly planned, uh, perfectly planned crime. Um, what we didn't plan on is that the Volkswagen is 5'1". So as soon as we drove in, we got pinched in between the doors, couldn't back up, couldn't open the doors. The cops thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and my Dad didn't think it was too hilarious, but the rest of it um, went kind of downhill from there. That was the reason they were laughing so hard, is because we were so stupid uh, mm-hmm. to do that kind of a that kind of a thing. So Robin tells me that uh, one of the things you guys talked about in our pre-interview was a, a specific teacher that had a big impact on you. There were a number of teachers uh, that had an impact on me, uh, no, most notably Mr. Judith. Um, uh, who was my sixth grade teacher, uh, later became the principal of that middle school. Um, at least once every other week, uh, he would make a point to drive me home, um, not on the bus, so that he could stop by and talk with my parents about my um, grades and, more importantly, reading, um, uh, to remind them no TV, no radio. Um, if I'm not participating in sports or extracurriculars, I'm to be reading. That didn't matter if it was the side of a cereal box, if it was um, a newspaper, a magazine, did not matter whether it was a book or not, just constant reading. And I can tell you um, that I was a terrible reader in elementary and um, beginning of middle school. By the end of it, avid. It, it, it became something that follows me now. I'm a little more book on tape uh, at this particular point, uh, but reading has been a part of my adult life. I don't know a time when there haven't been two or three either novels or historical fiction books in my life. Um, it just doesn't exist. They're always around. I still enjoy it more than I do the TV, more than I do uh, the radio. I, I just love it. Well, Terry, you don't know this, but every guest that's ever come into the studio, Robin always asks, who was that one teacher that had such an impact on you? And everybody has, by name, by memory, that one teacher that really put themselves out there. It sounds like you had more than one, perhaps. Um, one motivated me in another way. Um, of course, uh, when the police came to the high school to pull us all out, we're all 11th graders, uh, for this stupid thing that we did, they bring you out in handcuffs because they want to make a show of this perp walk uh, kind of thing that that they do and I remember my high school guidance counselor who I didn't get along with that well I think his specific comment and I don't think I remember it to this day clearly is Wolfong you'll never amount to shit and pardon my language but that sticks with me Um, it drives me uh, to do certain things Um, so it had a profound impact too I know 
beyond a shadow of a doubt, I've been dealing with young men and young women uh, for pushing 42 years now. And I know positively, without a doubt, provided the right resources, provided the right motivation, um, no kid won't step to the plate, period. None of them. Um, so just, you just can't give up. So how do we fast forward from this uh, austere beginning to being one of the uh, leaders in the education world in college admissions, college financing, and also the development of some incredible programs for the classroom and, and elsewhere to to entertain kids? As Robin would say, uh, they're learning without realizing they're learning because you've come up with some revolutionary software that lets them play basically exciting video games while answering questions for SAT and ACT prep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I think a lot of people miss about the military, I mean, the, the military gets a tremendous amount of respect, a tremendous amount of uh, gravitas in the United States today, but I think that it's built mostly around warfighting skills. I'll tell you the secret sauce in the military. The secret sauce is we're great trainers, great teachers. Um, of all the things I've done in my life in, in that 25-year military career, um, the majority of it is not about training for the conflict, training for the specific fight. It is learning how to train appropriately. What gets people excited? What extends uh, that, that memory core? What stays with those young people that they'll remember that piece? Is it exciting action? Is it some type of visual? Is it some type of graphic? Is it a hands-on piece? And, and there's, there's literally a field of study around the military in training, in teaching. And so that kind of bleeds off onto you. And if you're ever going to be effective in the military, you've got to be a great trainer first in, in most roles. And so that rubs off, and that rubbed off on me in many ways, how to generate fun, exciting things where people actually learn, uh, build that muscle memory, understand that particular piece, get that subject category, and I've built a career around that. I've built a career in the military around that, and I've built a career in the civilian sector by starting the foundation some odd 22 years ago uh, with building fun, exciting ways. Um, so what we do is we've built an online game where keep people, uh, students, high school students, uh, can get access to our content, which is SAT and ACT study guides, which is financial aid programs, scholarship programs, how college works, what's the difference between early admissions and regular admissions, what's the difference between a state school and a private school, what are, uh, what are the, the things that you need to know uh, around course development and things that you want to study. What, is a, what does an associate's degree really mean? What does a, a bachelor's degree mean? So core stuff that many of us understand, but is a foreign language to kids. And we do that through building online games that are kind of Jeopardy in nature. Jeopardy is a giant sponsor. Um, Alex Trebek has been a guest speaker at our national event. Uh, we've had a number of Jeopardy connections uh, through the years with, um, with that organization, and that's what we do. We build fun online games, competitive, where prizes, awards, and opportunity to get a free trip to Washington, D.C., uh, to come to the national finals, uh, we're on our 20th year of that national final program. Um, uh, getting kids excited about learning, studying that material, taking online tests, competing against other kids, winning prizes, and having the ability to come out to D.C., 
all results in two things for us. My goal, um, the game's a blast. I love that we have uh, staff members, our senior staff members, Emily Donahue. She runs the foundation. She runs that program. But that's not my goal. My goal is to get kids excited about math, science, English, as it relates to SAT or ACTs, because if I can improve SAT, ACT, standardized scores, if I can improve their core knowledge of those core high school subjects, I win. And financing college is not that hard. Uh, the hard part is nailing down the coursework study, the study skills, and the requirements to get in. That's the hard part. Financing school, I think, is simple. Um, but I can't get there unless I can get you to pass and be accepted. What a great message. Uh, so many high school students and parents need to hear this. I have a question I want you to take me back because I want to. I have a little bit of a disconnect. I want you to clear, give me some clarity. So you're in the military, as a, in the military police. What's the connection to education? Like you're in this amazing space right now where you're impacting the future of so many students. But how did that transition from being in the military police? Talk to me about that. So, again, um, the, the secret ingredient to the military is we are great trainers. If you're not a great trainer, you're not a great leader. You can't be. Um, so that's the first core understanding. So we train for a living. We do lesson plans for a living. Um, just like every teacher out there, um, that's what we develop. We we strategize. We get together as groups and talk about what's the most effective way to relay this information, this skill, this this knowledge base. It doesn't matter whether it's firing a rifle or understanding uh, how to work a back azimuth in land navigation. It all boils down to the same program. How does that lesson plan need to be developed to impact and gain that memory, um, gain that knowledge and skill set to that young person, whether that young person's a soldier, whether that young person's a medic, whether that young person's an infantryman, it all works the same way. Um, so that's the connection for the teaching, if I'm following you. Um, I, uh, the, the other part of that story that has to be driven is uh, the military made me successful. They made me powerful. Um, uh, I, I was, by all rights, uh, a punk. And that turned because of the military. I'm paying back. I owe men and women that helped me more than just going out there and making money. I owe some kind of payback to the people that helped me along. So that's the reason for the foundation. That's the next logical step. How can I assist young people that are in that same situation who don't have the financial resources, who are in underrepresented populations, who do not uh, connect immediately in that school environment. What can I do to assist that group? And that's what I do. So if you want more information about Terry's Foundation, go to the website, collegeoptionsfoundation.net. There'll also be a link on robinberlinski.com if you uh, want to just click on that. But collegeoptionsfoundation.net. Terry, where did this passion for helping kids come from? Oh, again, um, I'm going to sound, uh, it'll be redundant, but 100% from the people that helped me, uh, the young sergeants that took me under their wing that knew without education, without a GED, you go nowhere. Um, the next level was young officers that recognized my drive and discipline uh, for assisting 
um, other young people, being a junior leader, and them advancing me and sending me to the University of Michigan for advanced programs, sending me uh, to Alabama for advanced degrees. Um, it, it, it all lies in that junior NCO and junior officer ranks that those guys and gals pushed me and made me. But I worked for this one guy that was fanatical about it. He's a young captain, and his rule was if you're not in some field of study, and he didn't care what it was, technical schools, associate's degrees, correspondence courses, it didn't matter. But if you weren't working to better yourself, you weren't going to be in his company. He wasn't going to promote you. You just, if you're not continually learning in his mind, you're you're no you're no good to him. And I agree with that somewhat. It's a lifelong process. Well, you're not going to brag about this, but I'm going to say a couple of things, and then Robin's going to jump in here. One is you may not want to tell us that you were the first recipient of the MacArthur Award, which, correct me or not, was the number one soldier in the entire army. Is that correct? The first recipient, and and tell us who presented you that honor. Yeah, uh, that is a true statement. And I had worked for Colin Powell as a security director, and it was uh, General Powell that awarded that. Um, and yes, I was the first recipient. And thanks for bringing that up. Wow. I think. <laughs> and is it, I recall you telling me the award is somewhere deep in the Pentagon where you don't have security clearance to even see it on the wall. Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, you can go to the Hall of Heroes in the Pentagon, and um, you would see the recipients of that award are posted in the Hall of Heroes. So um, you can get to it. You just have to be able to get inside the Pentagon, which is a neat trick sometimes. All right, and the other thing I want to mention, just based on uh, the importance of this show, is U.S. News and World Report once called you what? Uh, they believe I am the top speaker in America on getting into, paying for, and succeeding in college. Wow, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you very much. I love what I do. I hope that's being relayed. Did you um, take your, uh, the guy that that yelled out to you that you would never <laughs> amount to anything, did you take him to the awards? I brought him to our third <laughs> award ceremony. I love uh, it. 400 kids. So I'm running the largest academic competition in America, and I didn't graduate high school. And so, of course, I invited him. He was well retired by then but it was fun to bring him and it was fun to catch up i love it could you take us through the iterations of the many different formats this program that you teach uh, went through leading up to uh i think the most current one is called zero hour threat maybe there's a new one since then that has some some celebrity attachment to it so um the the, the core piece around all of the program's that we execute are the software um, getting into paying for and succeeding in college. So it doesn't matter whether it's how the financial aid process works, where to find and how to apply and how to win scholarships. Um, what is the application process? How does the admissions process work? A to Z college, SAT, ACT to just understanding, and then how to succeed, where to set, how to study, what what things you need to know. And we've been updating and working on that software program, which was initially a DVD, then a CDD, CD, and now all online. We've been working on that in 25 years, and we continue to update. We continue uh, to touch and move that forward and make it more exciting, make it more palatable uh, to students and parents, and that's the core of our program. 
Um, if there is a base to College Options Foundation, it's 26 hours of fantastic college prep material. That's what we do, is explain that process. Um, so, And yes, uh, Zero Hour Threat was a fun game um, that, uh, that we'd uh, put together with Disney MGM Studios. Um, yeah, that was probably seven, eight years ago, but we continue to update it. It's a fun game where you kind of have to save the world as you're going through answering academic uh, questions um, and college-bound questions. Again, the whole goal of the foundation is to assist students in getting into paying for and succeeding in college. And where do you see this going? I mean, you've already touched the lives of, of tens of thousands, and maybe I'm not giving you the, the proper number. You've been doing this a long time. A lot of kids have gone to college for free or for huge discounts, and I know you get tons and tons of testimonials from grateful parents and grateful kids. You know, brag about yourself a little bit. Yeah, well, we do. And now, uh, as of today, we've had 3.3 million students uh, work through our programs in the last 20 years. Um, we don't keep stats exactly, uh, analytics exactly on um, where the kids go to school, but we do keep very good records of that they do enter a two-year or four-year program and with assistance in what they're paying. So we have a pretty good feel uh, through the financial aid process that the vast majority of kids are going for free or very, very reduced, 80%. Um, we have a lot of sponsors, USAA, AUSA, uh, that help us with that process. So um, I like where we're going. We're, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is paying back. I have a question, Terry. This is so great, and I know a lot of listeners might be wondering, like, how can I get this for my student? Is there a way for parents to purchase these uh, games? Yeah, thanks for asking. CollegeOptionsFoundation.net or .com, either one will work. Um, and then you'll see content uh, there, and we sell the content. I think today's price is like, I want to say it's $75, and we sell tons of it, but most of it's through government contracts. We sell to a lot of school districts, a lot of state programs um, uh, that are out there, but it's it's SATs, ACTs, financing, all rolled up into one. You, you pay hundreds of dollars for equivalent materials. And is this, what, what age is, are they primarily geared toward? Are these sophomores and juniors? No, we like to start in the ninth grade. Okay, um, that's great. There's, there's things that we start prepping parents with in the ninth grade, prepping students with, simple stuff. Um, I mean, the ninth grade's important because that's when you get on the track to be uh, in the college track. I mean, what you take, uh, whether you take consumer math or algebra one, um, is a big difference. It, it starts tracking you. So we just want, we want the kids to understand that and we want the parents to understand that the most important process is just you just got to check the blocks. In a lot of these cases, a lot of people tell me that, you know, admissions is a science and field, and I was admissions director at two universities. Um, it's not. Um, it's, it's check the block. Um, was the SAT score 12, 20 or better? Check. Was the GPA 3.8 or better? Check. Um, is top 12% uh, of a graduating class? Check. And if all the checks work, you're in. If the checks don't work, you're not. Um, there's, there's no admissions process. A computer does it. One of the things that I know the foundation does, which I think is remarkable, and I've read enough material, that uh, you guys have made students and parents aware of better options for an education, where a student might think, oh, I can only get into this college 
uh, obviously with the with your assistance they wound up going to a better school than they may have planned on initially and perhaps on a full ride uh, sure and i'm not sure it's always a better school but it might be a school more targeted for that student's specific interest um, at least half the students we work with are thinking about schools where their parents went where their friends are going and that's not a way uh, to pick a school the, you pick a school around you know the, the the social norms that you're considering the academic disciplines you're considering i mean you pick for instance auburn if you're looking to be an engineer or a pilot um, you pick a tier one school like a duke if you're looking at um, medical programs or law i mean there's just better fits um, for specific students um, the, the absolute worst way you can pick college is because that's where your parents went. That's where your friends are going. So I guess as we uh, get ready to wrap this up, one of the things I, I, I'm sure you would recommend is that the military route is a great route for a college education, isn't it? Yeah, we absolutely don't press that. Um, just because I did it doesn't mean I think anyone should do it. As a matter of fact, it's not the right route for a lot of kids. But for some kids that are aggressive, that are physical, that um, that like that camaraderie, that enjoy the physical aspect of uh, of of work, uh, of a livelihood, yeah, it's an absolute. And quite bluntly, the military can do some things on character development that I think few in the world have capable of generating. All right, before we say goodbye, let me remind folks that uh, Terry Wilfong, our wonderful guest in this program, is the founder and president of the College Options Foundation. He is a retired U.S. Army officer and has dedicated his life to improving the lives of American youth and their families through education. Mr. Wilfong is one of the nation's top experts on admissions and financing college. He has produced creative college success internet-based software and testing materials for students and school systems worldwide. If you want to learn more, visit collegeoptionsfoundation.net or you say .com, either one. Is that right? collegeoptionsfoundation.net or .com. Uh, Terry, great guest, great information. And uh, I know if you go to robinberlinski.com, there'll be more information about you and your program. Robin, let's not forget our yeah. important comments. Terry, this has been so great. And I know a lot of parents out there in hi with high school students should share this. If you uh, know somebody or you enjoyed the show, please post about it on your Instagram and tag me, Robin Berlinski. And certainly when you hear it on Spotify or anywhere you listen, please share the podcast, leave a review and a rating. It helps us grow and impact more students. Outstanding, Robin. You've been listening to Energy Matters in the Classroom with Robin Berlinski, the show that highlights and celebrates the kinetic and potential energy in classrooms across the globe and why it matters. We're heard nationally wherever fine podcasts are available and weekly on the radio at Charleston, South Carolina's 1250 WTMA Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. See you next time.